Hey, hey everyone, Hannah Christine here, and as I promised, it's October 4th, and that is a Friday. So what does that mean? You guessed it. Fearless Friday is up and running, and today we are going to be talking about something that I've really been thinking a lot about, um, something I've been going back and forth on even in my own personal life. So let's just hit the ground running and jump on in. Let's get started. I was reading about... um, feeling unqualified. You know, a lot of times in life, I think there are situations that arise where it's easier for us to stay in our comfort and get complacent because then we don't have to face the things that scare us. And a lot of times when we walk into a situation where we don't feel qualified, we end up going back to what is comfortable and saying, oh, it just didn't work out. It's not something I can do. I I just don't have the abilities. I don't have the resources. I don't have the talent. I don't have the finances. We end up making excuses instead of making a way to get it done. And I was happened to just be reading in Exodus uh, chapter 3 where it's Moses talking to God. And of course, the angel of the Lord appears to Moses in the burning bush. We all know the kid story aspect. But um, in, the, in Exodus chapter 3 verse 10, it says that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flames and the fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was lit and on fire and was not burning up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. First of all, it's so funny. I love how God can relate to us. And he gets our attention to the very things that attract us or would intrigue us. Like to me, if I walked by and I saw a burning bush, I'd be like, cool, it's a burning bush. I'm not going to go over and inspect it and see why it's not burning or even take the time to notice that it's not burning up. I'd just be like, all right, it's a burning bush. You know, we see those all the time in Iowa. But here he goes and God God uses a situation knowing Moses' character, knowing that he's going to be intrigued by this and to go investigate. So as we continue on, Moses then goes over and as he's having this conversation with, you know, the spirit of the Lord or the angel of the Lord, excuse me, he tells, you know, God tells him, hey, I'm going to be sending you to Pharaoh. You're going to bring my people out of Egypt. And Moses' response every single time that God tells him that he can do something, he makes an excuse. And I'm going to just read the things that Moses says. And you tell me if you've ever put yourself in this kind of situation. So in verse 11, it says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God says, I will be with you. First of all, God is always with us, but to know that he's specifically telling Moses, I'm going to be with you. You know, you may feel like you're unqualified for this role that I'm giving you. You're unqualified to be able to go into Egypt and say, Yo, Pharaoh, let my people go. God says so, but yet he is walking in to this situation. God's saying, I'm going to be with you. And Moses goes, who am I to go and tell Pharaoh? And mind you, Moses knew Pharaoh. He fled from Egypt after he committed the murder. But God's already telling him, I'm going to be with you. Verse 13, Moses says to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? I cracked up when I read this because, first of all, Moses saying to God, God, y'all, he's saying this to God, suppose I go. (laughs) How many times have we ever been like, yeah, suppose I go, God, suppose I do what it is that you've called me to do. Let's just take a second and see if this is something I'm really going to entertain. All right. If I happen to go, what shall I tell them? God is so patient with Moses because now he's just entertaining his questions, right? 
He was, God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say. So Moses now knows that God is going to be with him, that God already told him what to say to the people when they question him. And then Moses replies again, but what if they do not believe me or listen to me and what I have to say? And then the Lord replies with, what is that in your hand? It's interesting how God is now at the point where he's like, I'm not going to keep answering you. Now I'm going to give you application. So first I told you I'm going to be with you. Okay. I told you who to say I am when situations like this arise. Now I'm going to give you resources and I'm going to give you the ability and use, I'm already going to use what you have in order to also accomplish this. So again, God then tells Moses to, you know, throw his staff on the ground, which turns into a snake. And then he tells him to pick up the the snake by the tail. And then it turns back into his staff. And then the Lord tells him, without even giving Moses another thought or reason to ask a question, the Lord goes right into it and says, Now put your hand inside your cloak. Moses does. And when he pulls it out, he, his skin was leprous. And it had become white as snow. And then the Lord tells him, Now put your hand back in your cloak. So Moses puts his hand back into his cloak. And then he takes it out and he's restored. Just like the rest of his flesh. God is already showing Moses that he can do anything through Moses, by using Moses, Moses just has to be willing to go, right? So now Moses, after seeing God's power, God's ability, God's, you know, truth, and saying that he's going to be with him, he still has this ability to, he still has this moment where he's like, God, uh, sorry, your servant here has never been eloquent. Neither have I been able to speak well. I'm slow of speech and of tongue. And the Lord says to him, where he's so gracious and patient, he says, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Moses had an amazing opportunity at this moment to be able to take the truth of God's word, to even hear it from him saying, I'm with you. I'm going to give you the words to speak. I've given you the resources. I've given you the ability to do everything that I've called you to do. Now go. And Moses says, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. How can we feel so inadequate in all areas of our life, even when God is saying, I have everything ready for you? I have spent this time preparing you, getting you ready, giving you the resources, giving you the talents and the gifts and the abilities to go and step out into something that I've called you to do, and yet you still say, send someone else. How many times in our life do we tell God, I can't do it, God. I I can't go into this area that I feel called to go into because I don't have the resources. And God says, hey, I'll provide for you. I've prepared you. I'm not going to call you into something I haven't prepared you for. And then we turn back. We say, oh, but God, God, I'm just, uh, I'm not smart enough. I'm not qualified. I, I don't have the ability to do something that you're calling me to do. And yet God is saying, whoa, 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 who created you? Who made you? I knit you together in your mother's womb. I knew you. You were created in my image. I've called you. Do you not trust me? 
And so many times we go through this war within ourselves that we don't realize we are our own worst enemy because we try to bargain with God when what we're really saying is, God, I don't want to do this. This isn't what I thought I was called for. This isn't what I thought my life was going to look like. So I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to make my idea and my passion and my dreams to be what it is that I think it should be and what I feel like you've called me to do instead of really submitting, seeking God and asking him, what have you called me to do, God? Is this really where you want me to go? Is this really what you want me to step into? Now, most of y'all, I don't know if you're like me, but I do not like being in uncomfortable situations. I don't think a lot of people do, but being able to step into an uncomfortable situation, relying on the Lord to be able to help you through it is something that will grow your faith in the long run. And for an example, um, I absolutely hate going to the gym. (laughs) Some people love it. They thrive off of it. I think it's fantastic. I think it would be so great to just have this mindset where I'm going to walk in the gym. I'm not going to care. I'm just going to go to the heavy weights. I'm going to look like a fool and I'm going to get in there and I'm going to get my workout done. I'm the type where I walk in and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out by the treadmill. You know, I might like look like Phoebe Buffay running through the park, but I'm going to run on the treadmill because it's comfortable. I know how my body's going to ha- you know, handle the situation. I know how my breathing will be. I know how long I can run. I can get a hit workout in and I'll be done, good to go, and I can get out of there. But in reality, if somebody said, hey, you know, I want you to go to the free weights and I want you to start practicing and working on your form and strengthening your muscles and growing um, your, your range in, you know, the aspect of being able to um, just be better, I guess, in the weights, in the gym. I don't know, you know, in your flexibility and your ability to grow more um, in the exercise area. And I would honestly have to tell you, I don't feel comfortable with that because I don't feel adequate enough to do that. I don't feel like that's something I would be good at. It's not my specialty. I would look like a fool. And that's the last thing I want to do. So what do I do? I stay within my comfort. And you know, we often question situations because we don't feel adequate, but you know that when you know who you are, you don't question what you can do. Because God, when he calls you to do something and he tells you, I have the resources for you, I have qualified you for this position, you don't question if you can do it. You just know you can do it. When I go to work every day, I know I am qualified for that job. I know that I'm going to do a dang good job. I know what I'm doing, even if, you know, there's situations where it seems like I don't. I just smile and I keep pressing on. But I know what I'm doing. And I know I'm going to do a good job, and I don't ever question my ability in that position. Why? Because I know I'm qualified for it. I know that I can do it. And when God calls you and he tells you specifically, I've qualified you for this, yes, it might be scary. Yes, you're going to step out. Everything that is new is scary. But I have qualified you to do this. Trust me. Lean into me. And when you know that you can do it, and you can do it not on your own strength, but God's strength, you're going to be able to make it through. You see, even though Moses ran and he hid from God, God still called him out of the wilderness and into his purpose. We can see that Moses was trying to make every excuse possible and run through every scenario in his mind. And I am guilty of doing that in my own life. But there are going to be times that God calls you to do something that you don't want to do. And you can either make excuses and find a way to stay in your comfort or you can run and hide 
But God just wants your obedience. God wants you to know, hey, I've called you and, and just trust me. And just like God equipped Moses with everything he needed, literally everything he needed, God is going to equip you as well. Because he has placed qualities and gifts and talents in each and every single one of you. He's qualified you and made you unique. And our abilities and our uniqueness is what makes us who we are. But when we run and hide from who God has called us to be, we will never feel qualified or adequate to accomplish the task we've been given. And so we're going to become frustrated. We're going to become confused and discouraged. And we're just going to feel like we're walking in circles. And there's going to be a, an, an uneasiness within us because we know that we are called to do something greater. But because of our hiding, because of our running, we're not able to step into what we know that we are supposed to accomplish. And you're going to end up seeking and searching where you fit in. And, and you, you know, you're going to end up feeling empty and lonely. So you're going to seek for other areas like maybe in friendships or relationships or sports or hobbies or, you know, anything to keep your mind off of what it is that you know you're supposed to do. Because you are already qualified and adequate and able to walk in the purpose and the plan that God has set for you. In Exodus chapter 3, Moses felt unqualified. And he even made excuses and told God, choose someone else. But you know, when the God calls you, it's not by your own abilities, but by his ability that you are able to accomplish the task at hand. And we can feel so inadequate in so many areas of our lives. And you might be asking yourself, I don't know what God has called me to do. I'm so young. How can I figure this out? Maybe I will figure it out when I get older. But let me tell you, what you do now affects your future. Who you choose to be now does impact your tomorrow and those that are around you. It can be as simple as sticking up for someone who's being bullied or left out. It can be a coworker who just needs a word of encouragement. Maybe God's just telling you, you know what? That classmate over there needs some prayer. That friend over there, they just need someone to sit with them during their time of grief and their sorrow. Maybe it's simple as giving a hug or walking by a person and smiling, acknowledging their existence. Anything that you do that shows and represents Christ is doing God's work. Even if it means that it's stepping out of your comfort zone, God still is wanting to use you even in the simple days that you walk through, even if it feels mundane, even if it feels boring, even if it feels like you're not making a difference. Our feelings, you guys, are fickle. But you have to remember that when God places you in a position where he has you, he wants to use you there. Don't limit where you are and what you're going through as something that doesn't matter. Everything you do matters. Everything we say, everything we do, and I am learning this myself to check before I speak because when I speak, I am representing Christ. When I act, I represent Christ. And there are so many times I go home from work and I'm like, man, I failed today. Man, I screwed up today. Gosh, why'd you open your mouth? Why did you react in that manner? Why didn't you have this memorized better with that scripture? You could have been a light in the darkness. Why didn't you pray for that person that you know you should have prayed for? And those are the moments where I'm like, man, I keep failing. And God is gracious and merciful enough to say, you know what? I'm going to give you another day tomorrow because I've called you and I've qualified you in that position to do and be my hands and feet and to be able to be a light in the darkness. God can choose to use you at any point in time. The question is, are you willing to be used? Are you willing to stand up and say, you know what, God, send me, I'll go. It doesn't even mean that you have to go overseas. It doesn't mean you have to go into another situation or another country, uh, another state or move. If you're saying, God, use me where I am. God, I know you have placed something special and unique on my life. 
You've created me for a purpose. I want to walk out that purpose. Use me where I am. How can I be able to be a light in the darkness? How can I be your hands and feet in a situation that I don't even yet see or understand? Lord, let your spirit lead me. God wants our obedience. The question is, are we willing to listen? Are we willing to rest? Are we willing to take that step that that Moses eventually did, even though he didn't want to? But when he took that step, look how it changed the timeline. The people were let let out of Egypt. You know, they were free. And of course, the story goes on, but God is going to be able to use you. The question is, are you willing? So don't hide behind your fears or your failure. I did that for so many years. Hiding behind my fears, and actually, honestly, one of my fears was a fear of failure. I I was so afraid to move forward that I never did anything at all, and I just stayed in my comfortability. Even though I know I am qualified to do so much more than I give myself credit for, I know that I have abilities outside of where I am, but yet I have confined myself to live in a comfortable state of security that I know that God is saying, you know what, I want to shape you into something greater. I want to use you greater. And we end up hiding behind our fears and our failures. And we start to believe what it is that we are afraid of. And then we often, oftentimes start believing that we're not qualified, that we're not able, that we're not capable, that, oh, well, well who will listen to me what I have to say? You know, what, will, what difference can I make? But here's the thing that I want to leave you with, with encouragement. It's 2 Corinthians 3, verse 5. It says, not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but an adequacy is from God. God makes you adequate. God makes you able to step into what it is that he has called you to do. Not you, not your own strength, not your own abilities. Because I can guarantee you when you try to do it in your own strength, it will fail. There are going to be times when you think you know what you're going to do and you know what it is that you've got to do. But God is saying, you know what, I I have something specifically planned for you. I want you to step into that. And we have two options. God, I can't. God, it's not what I thought. It's not what I want to do. Or yes, God, I will do it. Even though I don't understand, I'll step into that. I'll do it. Because it's not by me and myself that makes me adequate. It is by you, God, who makes me adequate. And also in John 15, verse 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Y'all, that has got to be so comforting that he's called you. He's called you. He chose you and appointed you to do something amazing and great. If you still have breath, which you do because you're listening to this right now, then God's not done with you yet. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you've gone through, what failures, what mistakes you've made, who you think you are, who people have said you are. It doesn't matter what your GPA is or your score tests. It doesn't matter if you flunked or if you passed. It doesn't matter if you feel like a failure compared to your other siblings. It doesn't matter what society says. The only thing that matters is who God says you are. And he says that you are adequate, that you are called, you are qualified, that you are loved, that you are bold, you are beautiful, you're amazing, you are wonderful and fearfully made. There's nothing that can stop you from accomplishing what God has called you to do except for you. 
And so I want to encourage you today as we have kicked off this Fearless Friday and this Fearless Talk to just step out of your comfort, out of your security. Really ask God, what do you want for me in this life? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to fulfill for your kingdom? And God will open doors and he will make a way. Just consider being willing. Be willing to let God do a work in you. Don't quench the spirit, you guys. And if you have any questions or topics that you really want to discuss or talk about, I would absolutely love that. Um, Send me a message or just let me know what you're thinking. Um, Again, I'm super excited for what's to come. This is the first Fearless Friday. And you guys, we're going to be kicking it off every single Friday. I'm going to be doing a um, podcast here within the next month about singleness. That's going to include purity. It's going to include relationships, single, of course, singleness. And just um, I'm going to have some guest speakers that are some young women that I know that I have either mentored or become really close friends with that are going to be really sharing their raw reality of today's society with dating and with singleness and trying to stay pure in, in an, a society that says it's it's not normal. Or um, But we again, we don't live a life that conforms to this world. Like it says in Romans 12 too, we live to um, live a life that's called by God, a life that is pleasing in his eyes. And that is who we look to. And that is why we live the way we live, because it is for him and not for ourselves. It's not for the acceptance and approval of other people, but it's for God. So I just want to encourage you as you kick off this weekend, have a great one, you guys. I'm so glad that you joined. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. And I hope you were encouraged. So have a beautiful weekend. And I am so looking forward to next Friday. Uh, for our fearless talk. I'll see you then.